Welcome to the Spirit Guided Life Podcast. Get ready to explore limitless ways of creating a dialogue with your spirit, including awesome guests, light worker tips, and intuitive inspirations. So say yes to tuning in to your heart, be willing to trust the invisible, and stand by to be spirit guided with your host, Alex Levy. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here today for episode 27 of the Spirit Guided Life podcast. I hope you guys are doing well during these very interesting and new and challenging times. The truth is, I actually didn't have, uh, the truth is I was not prepared to record this episode today. I had another episode scheduled to go out with an interview with an amazing guest who you will still get to listen to uh, because I am not actually in my home base in Atlanta, Georgia. I am in Florida with my family where I am safe, where we're doing really great, and I will be here for about another week before I drive back to my home in Atlanta. I'm actually in between a big move. I purchased my first home as a first-time homeowner. I'm moving into a really cute condo building in the heart of the city in a really great space. It's been something that I've wanted for a long time, and it's a crazy time to be moving, but um, it's gonna be really awesome. But with that being said, I didn't have my podcast equipment because I was in Florida, so I'm kind of makeshifting all of this, and I just didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to go ahead with the pre-scheduled episode because I haven't really addressed what's going on with the coronavirus or COVID-19 on my social media or on the podcast yet, and I figured I should share something because I do feel like it is my role to keep you guys updated and informed because I realize the mission of this podcast has always been to bring light to people, to share intuitive and spiritual insights. But some would say that right now, we're in uncharted territories. We're in places we've never been and experiencing things that we have never experienced. So this is not the episode where I will be giving you a spirit-guided message. This is not the episode where I'm going to be talking about the deeper spiritual reasons behind COVID-19 or even talk about some conspiracy theories or anything like that. In fact, when I was thinking about, well, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to do a podcast about the coronavirus when I don't have the answers, right? I'm in this as much as you are. We're all navigating this new, this newness. And I've had a lot more time to think in Florida and been going on a lot of bike rides, been spending a lot of time in nature because where my family lives, it's in a really beautiful uh, area that's on a nature preserve. So there's lots of trees, lots of wildlife. I wake up and see deers in the morning getting their water and at night. I see bunny rabbits. I see, uh, I've even seen a bobcat. 
And so I've been taking a lot of bike rides, walking a lot, just going outside. And I was riding my bike and it occurred to me that the thing that's really going on right now is grief. We are in a cycle of grief. And I really got to know grief and the process of grief when I started doing mediumship. Because as a medium, you can really help people who have lost loved ones deal with their grief. But it's also important to understand how grief works and when it's appropriate or not appropriate to do a reading on someone. But what I learned was the cycles and the stages of grief. Now, there are quite a few different methodologies out there. There's a lot of different experts with varying stages. They, some, they say, some say there's four, some say there's five stages, but I want to go to a model that I really resonate with and that I feel rings the most true for most people as a collective. And that is the, and that is the Stages of Grief by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. But I want to backtrack for a moment because while the coronavirus is a new experience for us to be dealing with presently, right? What is not new is collective grief. This is something that we have gone through as a planet, as states, as countries, as all of us in various times. I think some great examples are 9-11. That was definitely a period of intense grief, especially for those who lived in New York City as well as every single American whose lives were changed. And another example of a collective grief was probably, this is probably the biggest I can think of as a collective, was the death of Princess Diana. I'll never forget that moment when I was a little boy and it was actually just after a trip uh, probably about three months after my family and I had taken a trip to London. And it was three months later. And I'll never forget waking up in the morning, seeing the news on the TV, my parents in tears, my mom specifically, and just hearing the news and just feeling like my heart was ripped out. I could just feel the pain, feel the sadness. It was such an empath, so much more empathic as a kid, as most children are. And I could just feel the rawness. But that is an amazing example of how so many people were impacted and moved by Diana's grace and her love. And she was known as the people's princess, right? And that collective grief, we all experienced it. Now, some other examples are the tragedy that happened in Columbine, right? That definitely shook many people up to the core. To this, to this day, it's still... There's still a wound there. But my point in bringing up these tragically horrible events in history, and of course there are many more, but the point being is when people grieve as a unit, as a collective, there is this community grief happening. It's almost like our grief is validated when we realize that everyone has the same capacity to feel and acknowledge and embrace all the feelings that we're all feeling. There's unity. And when you look back in those moments, 
post 9-11, after the passing of Diana, people came back stronger. They came back united, and they came back with feelings of hope, with love and connection. Grief can be a very lonely, isolating feeling, especially when one has experienced a personal grief. We often think, how can anyone understand what we are going through? But when we connect through the grief as a collective, it has the ability to transform us when we realize that we're not alone, that there are other people who are going through the exact same thing right now that we're going through, that other people understand when we can get to the heart of grief. And we're going to go through these stages in a moment. But we are so much more connected on a wider scale through people right now than we ever, ever imagined. When I ride my bike and I see the neighbors outside or I see other bikers or walking people walking on the street, there's this glances that happen. People just smile at each other now, I've seen. These small gestures. It's like people get it. We're all in it. We know. Now, in regards to the stages of grief, or mourning, or loss. They are universal, we have to remember. They are experienced by everybody from all sorts of walks of life. No matter where, where we are in our circumstances, we are all in this together. Now, these stages, I'm gonna list them as one through five, but they can happen in any order. So it doesn't matter when they occur. You People move through them in different ways, and moving through them is just a natural progression. So I just ask you to, so be kind with yourself right now and just kind of take these in and don't even really overanalyze it, but just listen to this because some of this may resonate with where you're at. I know it helped me with where I'm at when I came back to these five stages. And remember, we all grieve differently. We're also grieving a loss. So it's not just something died, right, collectively. But but as we move through grief, we find hope. So I want you to stay optimistic while you're thinking about this. And as I'm reading these through you and sharing with you some wisdom through this, that there is hope. But to get there, we have to move through this. So this first stage of grief is denial and isolation. And this is where I still feel many of us are. And that's okay. In fact, I see this most in political figures and heads of state. And I don't want to get deep into politics. It's just an observation. But typically, our first reaction to catastrophic events or even accidents, right? Think of a car crash. When you get in a car crash and that fight or flight takes over, your body goes into shock. Sometimes you even like think, gosh, did this really happen? So denial is extremely common. It's so common that it's actually a coping mechanism. It's our bodies, it's our energy systems, it's our mind's way of creating a defense mechanism that creates this kind of in-between buffer so we don't really feel overwhelmed. So if you're feeling like 
gosh, I just, I just can't. I don't, if you're asking yourself a lot of whys, like why has this happened or what am I going to do next? And all those why things, those are often tied to the denial. The denial of I haven't fully acknowledged what is going on. And that's not from a place of ignorance. It's not from a place of I, you know, don't want to watch the news or, you know, pay attention to the media. That's different. And that's okay. So just be aware. Be aware of all of these. And like I said, I'm listing them in, in, in order, but they can happen out of order. Okay? People move through them in their own way. So after denial, what comes after denial is anger. Now, anger is a funny emotion because I always like to say anger is not a real emotion. And what do I mean by that? Because you're really never just angry. You're never just angry for no reason. There's an underlying cause behind anger. All right? Anger is very surface. So when you can get down underneath the anger and you figure out what it is that's actually causing anger. Now, rage is different. That's not what we're talking about right here. Anger. So anger is like this masking emotion. And by the way, it is 100% A-okay to feel angry, to feel pissed off, to feel let down, to feel mad, to feel like, hey, how has this happened? Why has nobody done X, Y, Z? It's okay to be angry. Give yourself permission to feel angry. So often in the spiritual community, I see people completely push away any feelings that have to do of negativity or fear because they focus so much on love and light. And while that's a wonderful space and a higher vibration, that is not our... That is being untruthful to the human experience by not acknowledging all of the range, 360 degree range of emotions and feelings we can feel. And we can't move into that higher vibrational state without acknowledging the shadow, without acknowledging the feelings, all the feelings we're having, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the scary. And as we move through these stages, which I believe we really are moving through these stages of grief right now, we have to remember that this is such a personal experience. There's no one way, there's not one right way to do this, to move through it. Everyone is figuring this out on their own. And so often in times like this, we look for a how-to, a manual, a guidelines on how do I get through this? How do I deal with it? This There is no manual for situations like this. For any situation such as a grief or a lost, it's how we choose to rise above it and work through it that matters, and that's what we can do. Now, this third stage of grief is called bargaining. Bargaining typically follows anger. However, Like I said earlier, these can happen in any sequence or order. Sometimes I actually feel like bargaining happens first before denial. 
bargaining comes in when we have that deep feeling of hopelessness. It's it's most likely it's easier. It's it's probably easier to understand how bargaining happens when we're losing a loved one. So you let's say there's a loss of a loved one. There's that feeling of, well, why did they have to go? It was wasn't their turn, right? Why why can't I have gone first or it shouldn't have been them, it should be me. That's an example of bargaining when it comes to a person. Now, when we're talking more of a global collective issue such as COVID-19, what we're dealing with right now, this is where it's really easy to start to lay blame. And blame, I think, comes after that anger. Well, they didn't do this right. Or why isn't this happening? Or we should be doing more of this. It's like this or that. Yes or no. It's the place where we are in such duality where things are either black and white where we can't find the true balance. That's the phase and cycle of bargaining. And I want you all to know that there's no need to rush through any of this. We're processing this the best we can with what we have to deal with with what our bodies, our minds, and our spirits can do in the present moment. So don't try and feel like you have to put on this spiritual armor, that you have to stand up, per se, and do better if you don't feel like you can. Do things at your own pace. That is so important and essential right now because so much, I see tons on social media about people saying, it's time to step up. We have to do this. We have to do that. That might be so. And there probably is truth to that. I don't doubt that. But what we have to do always, regardless in situations like this, is we have to listen to our own internal compass. And if your internal compass is telling you, hey, I got to slow back. I got to slow down. I got to just breathe and take it one day at a time. Then you do that. Now, the fourth stage of grief is depression. And depression comes on as many different feelings and sensations. It can be reduced appetite. It can be loss of sleep. It can be overeating. It can be just feelings of intense sadness or lack of motivation or purpose. And I, love the, and I love this quote that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote in her book on grief and grieving, and I will list that in the show notes below. But she said, when you allow yourself to experience depression, it will leave as soon as it has served its purpose in your law. And as you grow stronger, it may return from time to time, but that is how grief works. So the very last stage of grief is acceptance. And acceptance really comes down to the willingness to let go of your resistance to the reality of what is going on, of the present. Now, acceptance doesn't mean you're being passive. It just means simply that you've acknowledged it and you are willing to let go of that resistance. Now, the law of divine timing really means that 
things will happen when they need to happen if we keep our focus and our thoughts in the present. But sometimes spirit and the universe has a way of opening doors that we may have not imagined because there are things that sometimes need to fall into place before we get what we want. And there are countless opportunities waiting for us. So wherever you are, realize it. it is safe for you to step into this unknown and newness that we're all in right now. Because deep down inside, we all have enough resources to get through this. We really do. So knowing yourself is essential right now. And this is what we're being called to. Knowing ourselves is essential for not only getting through times like this and moving through these stages of grief, having that acceptance, but it's also essential for expanding your intuition, for personal mastery and growth. Because everything you've experienced in your life has made you stronger, has made you courageous and wiser. So as we move on throughout this week, throughout the coming days, months ahead, know that you have the courage and please have faith to make the changes in your life if you need to pivot, if you need to do something different, but have faith that you can move forward to what you want and let your intuition guide you and trust that you do have the strength. We will get through this, my friends, and I am always available and here to support you. If you need extra support, please don't hesitate to send me an email, message me on Instagram, as that's where I am most of the time, but I also am on Facebook because I love my Facebook people. They've been with me for a long time. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And if you have suggestions for how you want me to proceed with different topics and shows going forward, as we pretty much reach the six-month mark for this this podcast, which I cannot believe it's uh, flying by, send me a note. I love to hear your feedback and suggestions on show ideas, or if you have a guest you think would be an amazing uh, fit for this show, let me know. I'd love to hear, and we'll get them on and booked. So stay strong, my friends. I'm with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Spirit Guide Life podcast. Please don't forget to leave a review if you haven't done so already, especially if you're on iTunes, and make sure you rate as well. And I want to thank all of you who already have. Thank you guys so much and take care and stay spirit guided.